on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, we just heard from Sean Payton following today's practice. Love, love, love the breakdown of Mike Shanahan's influence uh, there in the last couple minutes. And, you know, shame on me because uh, I'm maybe I'm like the last person to realize this. But I did not realize until Sean Payton pointed it out that both Mike Shanahan and Sean Payton are Eastern Illinois guys. Yeah, I mean, Romo, I think, also, yep, right? Romo. Yeah, there's like a There's another people. one yeah, there in the is. league right now, starting quarterback. Uh, is it? Um, Trivia yeah. on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, I, no, no. Jimmy G? Oh. Jimmy G's an Eastern Illinois guy. Oh, I thought he went to like, no, that was, yeah, okay. So Mike Shanahan, Sean Payton, Tony Romo, and Jimmy Garoppolo are all Eastern Illinois guys. Unbelievable. The more you know. Yeah, impressive. Uh, where do you want to start here with... Um, with uh, what Sean Payton said here uh, after practice today. You know, I think uh, the, the obvious was uh, we can protect better. Yep, you certainly can. So, um, you know, it's not – we didn't see something that wasn't there. Uh, obviously, they, they got to be able to protect better and, and do and um, doing a better job with that, certainly. Um, I think also, you know, talked about the end of the game uh, and the situational – like situational football stuff. I thought for the most part it was um, – it was good. It was good, right? Uh, talking about the hurricane running on the field right before halftime with, without a timeout looked like that was a clean order of operations. And then I saw that Gannon called that timeout, right? I'm like, what are you? Why is he calling a timeout? You're just giving them time to set everything up, and and it was actually kind of like I was like, okay, well if they miss it, now you're going to get the ball like at the you know 50 yard line or the 45 yard line with. I think 12 seconds left or 10 seconds left, and now you have a chance to get a field goal. So that's, I think maybe once he saw that they were going to make it on the field, he called a timeout. Um, but now you have a chance to, to possibly get three points if they, if they miss it. So I think that was his, his thinking there, um, which was like, okay, that, that was kind of a um, maybe a smart play by him. Sure. Um, I, I just I, I don't know about our end of the game situational uh, football. I don't think it was it wasn't good enough. Um, and and uh, he, he said, well, he said the last play of the game we'll get it cleaned up. Um, that wasn't uh, very good uh, by us. Obviously, it wasn't. But I, I think they they could have cleaned it up very easily, and they missed an opportunity there um, to do it. And and so it's like use a timeout. Use a timeout in that situation. You have a timeout. Use a timeout. You got young guys out there, right? And you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. They, the Arizona has no timeouts at the 18-yard line, right? Now, awful. I don't know what the heck Vance, the defense he was calling. I'm not giving him a pass. That was, that was not good. Like, you, you drop the end and you blitz someone else, and it was just really weird, and you let the quarterback get outside the pocket because of the, the structure of the defense, and... And, and and then it was just like, a, you know, the guy blew the coverage. Someone blew a coverage, obviously. But, um, you know, you just can't have that happen. Call a timeout. Let's regroup. Let's make sure everybody knows, hey, guys, they got no timeouts. If they catch it, make them catch it inbounds, right, and keep everything in front of you. Game's over. Right. Game's going to be over. We let the guy get out of the pocket because of the, 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 the rush that we were doing there, and the, the rest is history. Uh, you just can't have that stuff happen. You can't, um, and so that 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 bothers me a little bit. There, I thought 
we could have made sure that the guys knew what was going on and taking care of, of, of business and, and, and got a win, right? You, you want to get a win. Right. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's not no, the end of the no, day. No, it's not, no, no, you know, no. like whatever. It doesn't count. But it was avoidable. Right. When you go compete, you want to win. Just in general. Like, are you are you losing sleep over it? No. No, but you still want to win. You want to establish that culture, that winning culture. Sean Payton would have liked to win, I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah. Is that more on him or Vance, do you think? Well, I, I think it's on both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the blame on both of them there. He, 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 he's the one calling timeout. Vance, let's call timeout. Let's make sure we know what, what, what everyone's got to do here, right? We want to finish this game off. We want to make sure that everybody knows the situation and is in the right spot. So it looked like one guy, I mean, one, obviously, the, the, our left cornerback over there, I don't know if they were playing, they were playing some kind of zone. He voided it. And probably started running with the wide receiver. And then the inside receiver just ran like a corner route and is wide open. But the cornerback is supposed to stay put. Do your job and stop making up. Right there. Like, what are you doing? Do your job. Like, okay, that guy's going over. That's someone else's responsibility now. I, I So, um, just, but you call a timeout there. So we talk about it. All right, guys. This is what we're doing. This is what we're playing. Um, and then, Vance, I didn't like the call defensively with the rush. The structure of the rush was kind of unorthodox, and that allowed the tackle to kind of pin the defensive end down and let the quarterback get outside. So mm. there was there was, there was was a couple things there that I didn't like. Um, preseason, fix them, correct them. Um, but it still cost me my under, too. Oh, cost me my under. <laughs> Dude, you're sitting there with an under. This thing is a cakewalk. It's done. It's done. It's done. Celebrating. Done. Already lit the cigar. So there's 13. So what, what was the total on the game? Like 36 and a half or something? Well, I, I or got something? it at a different number. I, I live bet it. Oh, okay. Um, so okay. I got it at a different number. I don't remember what it was, but it was a winner. I mean, this thing was easy money. There was 13 total points heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And um, the fact that the Broncos ended up getting that P.I. And then they score the very next play. The very next play, right? And then they allow Arizona to go down the field. No timeouts there at the end. Keep them in bounds, and, and game's over. Um, but uh, they, they they obviously didn't do that. What what was your takeaway from Sean Payton or what, what I had to say? Uh, did you – I mean, am I putting too much into that end of the – No, I like it because Sean Payton clearly addressed it. Well, it was like, we, we got to fix that. And, and, and I'll say this about what Sean said in what our evaluation from the game was – you heard him sort of. He kind of pseudo addressed it, like he was like, once you once you go back and watch the film and you let it settle, you know, the sky isn't falling after he had a chance to watch the film. But that leads you to believe that after the game, he didn't feel very good about it, right? And then watching the film, okay, we can clean this up and it's okay. But if you're one of these people, like, hey, no, the Broncos actually played great. The head coach kind of disagreed with you, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right on, uh, spot on there. I don't know about that uh, old saying. It's, you know, it's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is. Kind of, you know, seem like we use that a lot in football. And sometimes that's the case. Like, you walk off the football field like, dang, that was that was just bad. You watch the film, it's like, okay, it's not that bad. It, it, but, but I've had instances where it's like, 
damn, that was bad. And you watch the film, and it was damn bad. It was bad, just right? Bad. Just, just bad. bad. So that does happen. Um, so, and and I think with the first group, uh, obviously, look, you, you scored a touchdown. You, you, you did finish it off with a touchdown. So you probably didn't feel good about some of that stuff. And usually the negative stuff is what you remember the most. Right, so after right after a game, you're thinking all about the net. You're like, oh, no, I had a couple good plays. Go through your golf round, same thing. I go through my golf round, I'm like, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, gosh dang, I can't believe I hit it in the water there. I, but then you forget about the like the other like 12 great shots that you hit during the round, right, or drives that you hit. So uh, you, you really, you know, I mean, that's the way I was wired. I, I think more about that negative stuff yeah. and kind of eats at you more than the positive there. Uh, I want to circle back to the negative and positive <clears throat> conversation as it relates uh, to uh, Friday night's loss against the Arizona Cardinals 18-17 in the first Broncos preseason game of the year. Uh, it's been heartbreaking to watch the news coming out of Maui this week. And unfortunately, here in Colorado, we're just all too familiar with the damage of wildfires. Our company, uh, who's great, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. Uh, if you want to help, if you want to have some sort of impact, head to denversports.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, that's the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Okay, what did we make of the starting defense on Friday night against Arizona. We'll tackle that conversation coming up next. Clients. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. All right, what did we make from the Broncos starting defense on Friday night? In their first preseason game of the season, I think, you know, you and I um, both agree that there was a lot to be desired offensively. Um, doesn't mean it was all bad. Doesn't mean it was all bad. But there was a lot to be desired. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Depends who you ask on that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, but it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't good. So you can try to fool yourself and act like it was good. But it wasn't good. It was fine. Right, you scored a touchdown. Okay, great. Against some backups. But, like, it's more, the, the the analysis of the offense is more than just, like, one play. Yeah. One touchdown play. Right. Um, and, and there was a lot of stuff, that, a lot of things there that were that, that are concerning. Defensively, what did you make of uh, specifically the, the Broncos starters out there that held uh, Arizona to zero points through the first half? Yeah, no, I, um, I liked what I saw from them, obviously. Uh, when you can hold a team to no points, I mean, you, you know, you did a, you did a pretty good job. I would say that's that's the ultimately that's the the point of the operation is not let the other team score. Um, you did get the turnover. That field is garbage, by the way. Holy moly! Uh, the guy slipped, and we I think it was us that took advantage of right. That was yes, the play that yes. slipped. Yep. Yeah, um, saying Bassy. Yes, but I thought there were some bright spots when you just look around at certain individuals. And you look at a guy like Nick Benito. Ah, I hope he's okay. He got taken in hip or something. I don't yep. know. Yep. Um, so hopefully he's he's okay because man he's been playing really well and the hustle that he showed from going all the way from the right to the left on a screen play that those are the highlight uh, teaching tapes right there for the coach like look at this you know if, if he doesn't make that play it might be a ten yard gain that's and, right and it goes for uh, not many yards there so got some wheels on him yeah 
Yep, and just extra effort, right? That's that's contagious. Uh, so I'd love to see that. You, you saw uh, Garcia had to, had a couple sacks. I'd be interested to see, you know, if he gets moved up, you know, to the with the you know starters or, or playing against you know guys that are going to be playing in the NFL. What what it looks like for a guy like him? Yep. Right, that's Elijah Garcia. Yep, out of Rice and uh, Henningson. Yep, you know he he looks good. So there, there's some bright spots there. Um, Derry, Delarian, Turner, Yell. Yeah. I mean, that guy is hitting. Like, yeah, he was hitting. Special teams, defense, like, yep. just flying around, uh, just being very active. Like, jumps out right, right away. Um, was he the you. guy who hit the guy on kickoff and, like, made the, the ball carrier, so. like, yes, go back? Is. Now, he didn't come off his feet, but the ball yeah. carrier got knocked back, like, Four yards, and it was Turner Yell who made it back into the play on the tackle for the second time. Yes, I believe that was um, that was him. So, so there was, um, and I'm sure I'm missing some other guys here, but I Alex think, Singleton looked good. Yeah, Alex Singleton looked good. Um, yeah, there were some guys out there that um, that stood up. Saw Sternad make a play. It's like, oh, forgot him. Forgot he was even on the team. Remember when you know three years ago he was going to be that cover linebacker for us. He was going to be the next. Um, what uh, name? What, what name? Because Justin Sternod. Oh my gosh! Yes, he got hurt. Did Justin Sternod? He's been hurt his whole. Yeah, like his, he came in hurt yes, from Wake Forest. Yes, yes, yes. He ripped up his bicep. He got his, hurt early. Yes, been hurt. Yes. Yeah, but he was going to be that cover linebacker since Danny. We yeah. haven't had one since Danny Trevathan. He's going to be the next Danny Trevathan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, athletic. I saw him. I saw him make a play or two. So that was good to see. Like, all right, these guys are flying around, um, making some plays there. I, I like to see it. Uh, yes, How about you? Sternad ended up with a sack. Uh, Jaquan uh, McMillan, uh, to, to, to give another shout-out, ended up with a sack. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, r- the guys who stuck out for me, um, you, you already already mentioned uh, uh, Alex Singleton. Just terrific in, in his early reps. Um, did not see um, – uh, Pat Sertan didn't play. Right. Right? And he also was not out at practice. Yeah. He was on the side working out with the with the injured guys. But we don't know what's up with him. No, and and, and Sean Payton said, um, you know, uh, there's a couple guys that you, you'll see soon. You'll see sooner rather than later. But he said Cortland. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, we see Cortland right now. Yeah. he's been practicing. He might have misspoke. There. He did misspeak. He did um, because he said Sertan Cortland. You'll see that he must have meant. I don't know if he meant Justin Simmons. Yeah, maybe. Um, or if he meant, I don't know, but he said Cortland is like, no, Cortland's was played, coach. Yeah. And he's practiced today. Right. Um, I think he meant Simmons. I think he meant Simmons. Yeah. I hope, I hope so. Because uh, Justin's been over there just working away, and he looks like he's good to go. So hopefully, um, yeah, because he's probably talking about defense, two defensive guys, right? Um, but for a guy that says he's not going to talk about injuries, he talks about injuries. <laughs> I'm going to call him out. And, but sometimes, so like, because that's where he was going here. He was about to go, well, guys, I'm, I, I told you I'm that's not talking about injuries. But, yes. but he, so he was going down that road, and then he pivoted to, you know, talking about just these. He didn't talk about the injury to Sertan or what there was, but, you know, expect to see him play. Um, so sometimes he, but sometimes he does talk about the injuries, right. and sometimes he doesn't. Right. Which I like. He keeps you on your toes, he right? really does, But you have man. to ask him about yes, it. right. Because sometimes he leaves the door open yeah. to answer the question about injuries. Yeah. And then sometimes he shuts it down like you're an idiot. Right. Sometimes, I love it. And sometimes he takes two questions. In fact, 
most times you, you can take two questions. But no, DMAC. Right. No, two questions back-to-back yeah, from one person yes, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. He'll take two questions yes. back-to-back. Like uh, a follow-up. S- yes, a follow-up. Some days, some days he doesn't. If you're DMAC, you don't get that follow-up. Nope. If you're Mike Kliss, uh, or I forgot who else did it. One, another reporter did it a week uh, a week ago, and, and he took the follow-up there. He did. He did. Keeps you on your toes, man. Uh, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. It is time for our Smash Burger, Smashed It, Play of the Week. This ball is well hit to left center field. Trejo has hit it out. Game tied two-run home run for the L.A. native Alan Trejo. Oh! Well, the Rockies... How they do, man? They must have done well. It sounded great. The Rockies Was it a good weekend out west? Went to Dodger Stadium for four and caught four straight L's. <laughs> Uh, oh, and, no. and and in the most remarkable oh. stat, truly, I mean, seriously, I, I didn't realize this until I heard uh, Mike say it this morning on Schlereth and Evans, mm. that the Rockies in four games in L.A., which they just, it's a house of horrors for them, um, in four games, 48 strikeouts and two walks. That's like almost impossible in four games to have just two walks and 48 strikeouts. Wow. Zach, that's twelve strikeouts a game. Huh? That's a little bit over. I think it's. I think that's like. It's like twelve point three 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 strikeouts per game. That's twenty four strikeouts to every one walk. That's just. Uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> is what it is. So they're, they're, that is unbelievable. I mean, just wow. Not just the Rockies awful. are now back on pace to lose 100 games for the first time in franchise history uh, on their 30th anniversary. That's how they're going to celebrate it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but on a better note, you can win a $50 gift card to Smashburger being caller number four right now at 303-713-1043. You're going to get hooked up here on a Monday from our friends at Smashburger. They have Denver roots in their background. We love Smashburger. Caller number four right now, 303-713-1043 is going to get hooked up with a $50 gift card to Smashburger. Okay, uh, Stokely has some thoughts on Cortland Sutton, as do I. I'm afraid they don't line up, though. We'll find out coming up next. Oh, oh, You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Girl, our mama's best friends and so receiver has looked um well how has he looked in training camp practices yeah i think um 
you know, we we gotta we gotta stop this narrative a little bit. This train is moving and it's kind of moving out of control. What 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 train is that? The Cortland Sutton train. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ne- next thing you know, people are gonna say he's gonna be going to the Hall of Fame. I was oh. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is he? Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, but it's like you know. You know, and you mentioned it early, and like we're watching, it's like, okay, yeah, he looks better, he's look good, right? And then he gets up on the podium, and you know, he's got some muscles, and it's like, <laughs> hey, next thing, I mean, we're, we're acting like this guy's Randy Moss, this guy is uh, 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 Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams. I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, I think we need to pump our brakes on it. I like what I see. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Because I like what I've seen from him. Doesn't sound but, like but it. that is, um, uh, I think we're over sensationalizing it. We're over hyping it, Zach. And so I, I, you know, I'm a man of the people, and I want the people to know the real and the truth. Okay, and they know they get that when they listen to us. And so I want to make sure we stay consistent with that. I, I think Corlin Sun's going to have a good year. Like you tell me right now, and I'm probably going to do it tonight. Mm. Seven hundred yards. Is where his number is. I'm going over that. Hammer, so I'm not down on Cortland Sutton. Okay. I'm not down. Okay. So, but I like I think we're we're painting a picture here that people are gonna think they're gonna see, you know, vintage Cortland Sutton. I haven't seen him go up over the top of somebody and like snatch a ball like he did, you know, no. every day, two or three times a day, it felt like yeah. in training camp his rookie year. Um We have not seen that. We've been right? out there every day. We have so, we, we have uh, not seen that 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 right. thing. Which which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. Um he's been good. He's been good. Uh, I, th- I think is kind of the picture I want to paint here uh, of Cortland. He looks better, um, but it's not like uh, we're watching, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas in their prime out there. We, we just haven't been seeing quite uh, to that degree. But I like what I've seen from him. He's been good. Um, I think that's that. That's kind of what I wanted to get off my chest because you hear it, man. You just hear it. You just hear it a lot, you know. Um, of just like, I think the yeah. The what's picture, your issue? What, yeah, like, 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 what's your it's issue? It's just gotten out of control. It's it's just it just picks up steam and like and people keep going down this road. And when like, people are getting out of control and it's picking up too much steam, what are they saying? Like that like you're disagreeing with? Like he is a you know almost acting like he's a top five receiver here, right? Um, and so that's why I, I just don't want that to um be the expectations. What should the expectations be? Expectations should be over 700 damn yards to be passing that ticket. That's what they should be. No, um, expectations should be a really good year from him, right? What, what, what was his last year, if you were to summarize last year for Sutton? Underwhelming. Maybe very underwhelming, I, I would say, because that was the second year after the ACL. Correct. And that was when we were hoping he was really going to pop. Um, it's like, okay, you give him a pass for that year after the year of the surgery but then two years later you got to be ready to go right yeah um and um you know just it was underwhelming how did he i don't i really don't even disagree with you like when you're watching it because we're in the trenches with this football team we're watching every single snap the box score at the end of the season didn't really reflect how it felt on game day because my question to you is uh, and, and the reason I asked about if you were to summarize last season and it was underwhelming, how the hell did this guy end up with 829 yards? Yeah. Well, um, didn't you feel like that? No. But, like, Zach, if you're a starting NFL wide receiver, how many games did he play? He played 15. And you play 15, 16, 17 games, 
and you're a starter, like, goodness, you ought to be 800 yards of the – I mean, that's 50, 50 a game pretty much, right? I mean, that's, that's bare minimum. He was the he was the thirty fourth leading receiver in football. Yeah, and so um, you know if you're just out there, you're gonna make you're gonna get some catches, you're gonna get some yards. There was, I think, ultimately, you know, you because you can you can have different ways to get to that number. Um, certainly, when you look at the situation or when you got your catches, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, some some yardage that you look back on and. And, you know, in the half yardage, in the game mm-hmm. yardage, where they're playing prevent, stuff yep. like that. Broncos were down a lot, so they were throwing the ball a lot. I think, I think ultimately for a receiver, you have to look at, besides just the numbers, the impactful plays. Definitely. Tell me some impactful plays that he had, some game-changing plays, right? That's when you make your money. That's the money makers. It's not just the yards or the catches, because if you're on a bad football team, Zach, you can have a lot of uh, yardage that is just false. You know who was you know who Fake was yardage. one of the I don't want to say he's a king of it, but who was kind of the local prince of it here in 2018 was Case Keenum. Case Case like threw for four thousand yards, and but it seemed like the second half of every game that they played in, he'd throw like hundred and ninety yards in the second half. And then the final stat sheet would say like two hundred and ninety yards, and it would be like okay, but it didn't feel like that. It's like popcorn, like fluffy, empty calories. Yeah. And um, I just don't remember any, like, big-time game-changing plays from Corlin Sun. That's what you got to do as a receiver. Yep. Right? Uh, so, uh, I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I think he's going to be better this year. And I think um, – but I just, I just think the narrative has just gotten a little bit out of control. That's it. Just, just a little bit out of control. I think you're pointing out a lot of truths from the past – but I think you're wrong about the future. Okay. And I'll give my side of the argument coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. All right, we were just talking about Cortland Sutton. And we're, we're, we're looking ahead, and to help us, you know, look ahead, you draw from history, right? So you look at the past, and you, um, well, you, uh, you're kind of straddling the fence a little bit. Oh! Because you're, hey, you're, you're bullish on Sutton. Right. But you want everyone to calm down about him as well. Yes. Um, you don't think there's a, I think it's like, um... You know, people are just running with this, and they're setting the expectations to be too high. Is my issue? What's I, too high for Sutton? I don't. I, like, what's too high? I, I don't think people have put out numbers that are you know too high. I just think that the talk about Sutton, you know, then his physique gets brought up. Man, this guy's lost. You know, all of this stuff, and I'm just uh, I haven't seen a guy out there day in and day out during practice that that is just taking over practices. You know, and that's the picture that's kind of been painted around here. Um, and and I'm just like, it's it's like I said, I, I just finally had to raise my hand and speak up yeah. on that. Uh, bit. No, I like it. And I, I do. I like what I've seen from him. It's not like completely wrong what we've been watching. He's been he's been better than last year. He looks good. He looks like a, you know he looks good. I haven't seen anything special though. Um, so you're 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 good with setting a reasonable, solid expectation. You're going to bet his over 700 yards. I think I saw it even less somewhere over the weekend. Oh. To be honest with you, I think I saw like 675 somewhere. Um, 
so you're 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 going over, but it's yeah. like it's almost like you're 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 hearing people talk about him at practice. It's like maybe hearing about a kid from the next town over starts to sound right. like a tall tale. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> I am super bullish on Cortland Sutton this year for, for a couple different reasons. One, just how he looks physically, he is he is looking for me the way that I expected him to look a year ago. He's not out there mossing people. He's not. He's not. So I'm with you on that. We're there every day. He's not, he's not out there mossing people. But what he is, <clears throat> he's looking way more spry uh, than he has in the last two seasons. And if you remember last year, especially the first half of the year, man, didn't it seem like Russell Wilson was really trying to get him the freaking football? Yeah. Like he was trying to go out of his way, sometimes to a detriment, right? We all remember the Thursday night play against the Colts where, you know, he's just staring Sutton down as he comes across the field and is missing a wide open KJ Hamler. I think there is a certain layer of connectivity between Russell and Sutton. And I think it's not going to, you're not going to see it fully manifest itself until you see game day, fourth quarters at a time. And, I'll say this. I thought Cortland Sutton a year ago was mostly underwhelming. The final box score says 829 yards. It just never felt like that. He needs to get back to catching touchdowns. Two touchdowns the whole season. Um, that needs to get uh, uh, raised. But I do believe this, and I will, I will, I will uh, um, plant my flag here. I think, I think Cortland Sutton has potential to be a top five number two option on any team. And I do think he'll flirt with 1,000 yards. I think he'll be over 900 yards this season. Not sure if he'll end up reaching 1,000. And I'm not even really worried about, like, you know, and I'm going to bet it's over, too. So I'm not, you know, worried about him passing that mark. And I'm not worried about him getting to 1,000. But I do think you're going to see whatever version of this guy is today, it's going to be some hybrid version of what we saw a year ago and what we saw in 2019. And it's going to be right there in between. Not as good as 2019, but way more impactful than a year ago. And I think you see a guy who, if he's healthy, knock on wood, is a 900-yard type of receiver and a rock-solid option next to Jerry Judy. Yeah, impactful. You know, that's what we need, the impactful plays, the meaningful plays, the the game-changing plays. That's that's what you got to do to separate yourself. But, um, you know, I, I think you moved the chains on me there, right? Yeah. With the, I think he's going to be a top-five Second wide receiver, yes. Number two wide receiver. Yes. So, where does that put you in the NFL? I mean, is that? I mean, shouldn't expectations be a little bit higher than that for 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 Cortland? Like, I mean, you expect him to be a number one receiver to start with when you paid him, right? That's right. Uh, and you paying and, him like you a number one, currently paying him as a number one. And so it's like, okay, well, I mean, how about this? Top twenty five in yards as a number two option. Okay, there, there you go. I, I like that better. Uh, I, th- I think we're synced up for the most part. We're synced up. I mean, I think that's where he's going to be. You know, around 900 yards or so. Um, I just think that, that all I, I just been hearing. You know, you, you hear the talk about Cortland. I think the it just got out of control a little bit. You know, from you know watching that practice, and he got then he got up on the podium and he talked. And man, he was in shape. It's like well, I don't remember him not being in shape last year. I thought he looked good last year, but he dropped some weight, I guess. And um, you know, just it can really spin out of control whenever, like, we're watching something. And, yeah, he looks better. Looks better than he did last year. But I'm, I'm not seeing him go out there and dominate. And then, again, I don't know, you know, Broncos passing game-wise what it's going to look like as far as throwing the ball all around the yard or, or what that's going to look like. And certainly need that offensive line to be better. Yeah. 
although you're talking about throwing the ball all, all around the yard. Um, Talk to me. I mean, Russ, you know, 13 passing attempts. Stidham, 15 passing attempts. Danucci, 9 passing attempts. They threw the football 37 times on Friday night. Uh, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Is that an indicator, do you think, of how Sean Payton may approach this season? Because we've been under the uh, we, we've been under the uh, impression like run heavy, run the ball, you know, sort of like be. Um, I know no one came out and said this into a microphone, but like be sort of a game manager, take stuff off his plate, pare it down, reduce it down, play great defense, run the ball three or four times a game, have to make a play, and then you go out there in the first preseason game, you chuck it around thirty-seven times. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah. I think you go into every preseason game sometimes with a um, an agenda what you want to work on, what you want to try to accomplish against that team, and um, you know certainly how, how, how much you're going to play your young guys, how much you're going to play your veterans, all those things. And maybe this game was just the uh, game that we wanted to work on our passing game more than our running game. Uh, and sometimes games take an identity um, all to themselves. So until I see it like three game preseason games in a row or, or, or in the regular season, it's yeah. kind of hard for me to watch one game and say, yes, that's who the Broncos are going to be. When you have a quarterback that didn't excel at doing that last year, it's not like you got weapons all around him to you know be this elite-level passing team. So I don't picture this offense being that way, and I don't picture them you know attacking defenses that way. But we'll see. I don't know how Sean Payton views the thing. I, I think it's more of kind of how we uh, thought uh, going into this thing, what it will look like, more of a run-first football team. Okay, and, and I'm just thinking as you're talking here, the passing game, just in general, is a more timing, nuanced thing than I think the running game. That's but not also, to say running game right. doesn't have you those know, elements. You, you got to get running game. You got to get going too, right? I mean, because that's physicality that you don't get in practice. That's running backs breaking tackles. Running backs need to see things, you know, and and see how these plays are supposed to unfold. I know what you're saying, right? You're right. Uh, but also, because I was thinking the same thing, but then I was like, well, running backs, like we need. You need to practice this run game because you don't practice it in practice. No. That's the physicality of football that you don't get in practice. Right. Like you can get the passing game stuff right. in practice doing seven-on-sevens and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you can't get it all. But, you know, when you look at the running game, right, I mean, you need that. No, you, you do. You do. I would think just in general, if you were going to choose one tool to sharpen, especially given that your starting running back isn't playing – and then you don't want to get carried away and give P. Ryan 12 carries. Right. So it's like kind of like a maybe a trickle-down thing. Um, okay, stop me. Stop me when you, you feel uncomfortable going back to the Sutton thing. Okay. S- 700 yards over under. Over. 749 yards. Over. 775 yards. No, over. I, I think he's going to be around a... You know, a 900 yarders, like you said. So, I think it's be, okay, okay. I, I, I feel comfortable, um, you know, going over. Um, I mean, how, how many yards did he have last year? Eight, Eight, 829. Yeah. So I'm over 850. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll go between 850 and 900 yards. Okay. That's where I'm at. Well, it's funny because you, you were like uh, kind of pinning me down a few minutes ago. Like, well, where would he be? Where would he rank in the NFL if he were where you said? I said a top 25 receiver in the league. If you're the 25th receiver in the NFL this past year, that was Michael Pittman Jr. 925 yards. Yeah. So you're kind of flirting right there in that in that range. Okay, um, I want to uh, get serious here for just a second. It's been heartbreaking to watch the news coming out of Maui this week, and unfortunately, here in 
Colorado. We're just all too familiar with the damage of wildfires. Our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. Head to DenverSports.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of these donations will go uh, to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, if you want to help, it's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at DenverSports.com. Okay, what do we make of the current state of affairs in the kicking competition after Friday night. Holy moly. We'll take a dive into that coming up next.